Today marks the first Sunday in the season of Advent, a season when we prepare to receive the incarnate God, God who is with us. This year in our Advent sermon series, we will prepare the way for Christmas through the lens of John the Baptist, the one who prepared the way for Jesus to preach and to teach the good news so many years ago. We begin this series with the birth of John foretold to Zechariah in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 5 through 17. Let us listen now for what God is saying to the church this day. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless, because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled, and he was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Friends, this too is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O good and gracious God, on this Sunday after Thanksgiving, when we are taking a deep breath that one holiday is down, be with us. Be with us and still the to-do lists that continue to run through our brains as we try to prepare for the next one. Calm our hearts and make room for you. Pour out your Holy Spirit onto us this day and open up our ears to hear your words. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So we as a church are generally pretty good about preparing. 
when we began to vision and dream about this very space that we are worshiping in, we prepared very well with meetings, with communications, with capital campaigns, with a big luncheon where we shared the dream for this space. Then with more communications and updates and reports about where we were to getting here, with a team that was designated preparing to move us out into the social hall and then on the back end prepared to move us back here. We even prepared pretty well for something that was unpreparable when we began to worship with videos when we worshiped outside at Frederica, then outside here, and then in here. We prepared making the list of all the logistical things that needed to be done to make these things happen, thinking about where the microphones would be, how we would keep the sound cords from being a tripping hazard, how we get everything set up and taken down each week and where it would live in the meantime. We prepared pretty well, considering there were only some very minor hiccups along the way. We're pretty good at preparing, right? Now, I suspect Zachariah was the same way at this point in his career. See, he had been to the temples many times before because he was an older priest. For two weeks out of every year, his division of priests traveled from up here in the hill country down to Jerusalem to lead worship in the temple. Zechariah had probably done that ritual of casting lots to go into the temple many times before, when this time his lot is called. Something that seemed ordinary and routine stopped being ordinary when Zechariah stepped into that space, when he heard the angel of the Lord and he has that very real reaction. The angel startles him, and he is afraid. Have you ever been in this sanctuary by yourself? And then you might hear somebody open up a door or, or pop up and say, hey, it's just me. It's a little bit scary when you're in here by yourself. The angel promises this old man that he and his wife will have a son, and that son of theirs, John will make a people ready. John will make them prepared for the Lord. Now this story should sound a little bit familiar. Maybe not this one exactly as, it doesn't often get preached on because it's not included in the Revised Common Lectionary that we often follow. But this story echoes the story of Abraham and Sarah. Remember when Sarah flat out laughed when God said she was going to have a baby in her old age, she laughed. And then the angel's words themselves to Zechariah also sound familiar. Because they are words that we will hear again. Do not be afraid. This time to Mary and to Joseph. This story intertwines God's story from the past and the future together inviting us to prepare to receive the incarnate God into the world by remembering how God has proven faithful in the past and trusting that God will be faithful in the future. God was faithful to Abraham and Sarah. God was faithful to creation. God will be faithful to Zechariah, even though Zechariah doubts in the verses that come after what we read. One is coming 
to make ready a people who are prepared for the Lord. So on this day, in this time and space, what are we doing to make ready? To prepare ourselves to receive the incarnate God. Or better yet, how are we being made ready? In the Old Testament passage for today that Holly read from Malachi, the prophet promises a remnant. A remnant people who will remain faithful to God in Israel. Malachi reminds us that we are a remnant people. And Malachi prepares that people to receive a faithful servant by waiting. Malachi reminds us that it is God who prepares us by refining the silver to receive God. And it is Malachi that reminds us that in the meantime, while we are waiting, we are to do right by God and to do right by our neighbors. This season of Advent of waiting is often considered to be a time of darkness, a time in the wilderness, as you can see by what's depicted below. While the world was certainly experiencing a season of wilderness when Zechariah is chosen to go into the temple and the angel speaks to him that day, this time in darkness is only a part of the picture. What makes the season of Advent so special for us now is that we know what is coming. Throughout the scriptures, this story and the ones that it intertwines together, we see glimmers of hope. Glimmers that remind us that God is surely faithful. And God is surely still at work in the wilderness. The season of Advent invites us to remember the ways that God has been faithful in the past, making us ready for the incarnation that is to come. The season of Advent invites us to look for the glimmers of hope. Those glimmers that break through the leaves and the trees in the wilderness that remind us that God is indeed faithful. And seeing those glimmers, seeing them break through, that's how we make ready. And that's how God is making us ready. That hope. Austin Channing Brown wrote my favorite definition of hope to date. This definition appears in her book, and it's called I'm Still Here, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness. Now, I picked this book up last spring, hoping to learn something about an experience that will never, ever be mine. But this definition of hope that she brings together is one that I think we can all relate to. She writes, hope is working in the dark not knowing if anything I do will ever make a difference. It is speaking anyway, writing anyway, loving anyway. It is enduring disappointment and then getting back to work. It is pushing back even though my words will never be big enough, powerful enough or weighty enough to change everything. And this last line is my favorite. Hope is knowing that God is God and I am not. I love how she names the anyway. Not knowing if anything that she could do or write in her book will make a difference, yet doing it anyway. And I love that last line about knowing 
that God is God and we are not. Her definition of hope is trusting God to show up in the anyway. It is being in the wilderness and seeing God's faithfulness in the scarcity anyway. Right now feels like one of those wilderness seasons, especially in our town, even as the trial surrounding the death of Ahmad Arbery has concluded. We still feel shocked that something like that could happen in our community. And we continue to be in prayer for one another, for all of those who will forever be changed by the events of February 23rd, 2020. It's wilderness and it is thick. But there are glimmers of hope in that wilderness peeking through the leaves of the trees. The way that the community, our community, our neighbors continue to respond to this tragic event with peace and prayer for one another is a glaring glimmer of hope and a bright reminder that God is among us still. For the past few weeks, the pastors, church members, and neighbors have shown up at the courthouse for vigils of peace, for making friends with our neighbors, for passing out water bottles, for sharing meals, for singing, and for praying. Wondering if it would make a difference and doing it anyway. This glimmer of hope is one of many that is making us ready to receive the Christ child in the world today. Our lives are filled with moments of wilderness, with tragic deaths that shake a community to its core. Viruses that don't care about your income bracket or what country you're from or how old you are with a world where it feels like there is ever-increasing polarization among us and a planet with a rising temperature. It's wilderness. But in that wilderness, what are the glimmers of hope that break through? How is God faithful to us still? God has been faithful in the past to Abraham and to Sarah, to Zechariah and to Elizabeth to a broken world with the birth of Jesus Christ, God with us. Our Savior who ministers to outcasts, who heals the sick, who preaches the good news of a kingdom coming and who will die on a cross and rise again for the forgiveness of all of our sins. Friends, God has been faithful. God makes us ready to receive the Christ child by revealing to us those glimmers of hope, those reminders that God is faithful even in the wilderness. I see that faithfulness in our church, that glimmer of hope shining through to a cracked and broken world right here in this space. In things like the boxes the Hunger Action Team packed a few weeks ago that went home to feed 120 students who would have normally eaten many meals at school, but since school was closed, their food was different. I see a glimmer of hope in the appropriately named Hope Hallway that is in the back hallway of our church. In Hope Hallway, where much-needed livestock gifts are being made to families in need across the world through Heifer International 
And there's even that serve shop table back there that is already looking a little bit sparse as we bought fair trade artisan items where our purchases support the person's hands who helped shape the pottery, who carved the wood and stitched the embroidery. I see glimmers of hope and reminders of God's faithfulness in the empty angel trees, in the gathering space, and in the back hallway. Because those names, those angels, those children that we don't know, but we love anyway, they have been claimed. Glimmers of hope break through the cracks of our broken world, and we can see God's faithfulness still as we are being made ready to receive God again. Friends, in our lives that sometimes feel that we feel are just ordinary, maybe even a little bit mundane, God is faithful. When we are in the wilderness this season as our kids are melting down at the request of one more family picture for that Christmas card that we still haven't gotten yet, when we feel as though we are in the wilderness as the widows stare blankly at a looming holiday season alone, and when we're in the wilderness looking overwhelmed at a very full to-do list to prepare for Christmas, May we, too, see the glimmers of hope that fill the cracks. For those glimmers, those are reminders that God is faithful. They are God making us ready. So today, on this season of Advent, may we begin this time of year doing so knowing that we are being refined to receive a gift the gift of God incarnate who teaches us to love one another as God has loved us by walking alongside us. And in the meantime, may we know that our waiting is not supposed to be idle. We are to do right by God and to do right by our neighbor while we wait for God to come into this world again. May we have hope in the remnant and know in our bones that God is at work in the anyway. Friends, may it be so. May it be so. Amen. <laughs>